God bless you, brothers and sisters. I'd like for you to open your Bible and turn to Hoel chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. My name is Jennifer Perez, and I'm 15 years old. It's hard for, as a teenager like me, to come to you and recognize my mistakes. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, He will help me and give me the strength that I need. First of all, I want to say that this is for the honor and glory of my Lord Jesus Christ. Then I don't want to say any doctrine out of anything. I don't want to make any doctrine. I'm only going to tell you what I saw, what I heard, and what I felt. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my family. My parents are Christians, and they've always taught me good examples in the way of the Lord. I was a Christian three years ago. I accepted the Lord with a brother, Nikki Cruz. I walked in the ways of the Lord for two years, but when I started high school, I started getting rebellious and to leave the way of the Lord. I was rebellious to my parents. I got into drugs, like I said. My friends are the ones that taught me to do those things. I thought that I was a Christian and that I would bring my friends to be Christians, but instead they brought me back out into the world. My parents, I was being rebellious to them and they thought that that was just something that teenagers go through, but in fact that was what the drugs made me do. When evil spirits got into me, that's when I was being rebellious to them. They were strict on me. They've always never let me go out anywhere, not even spend a night over a friend's house. I always had to do everything sneaky or behind their back. I would skip school. I'd hardly go to school just to keep my habit. I was at the point of getting addicted, but the Lord took me out of all that. Like I said, I was a Christian. And my testimony happened May the 2nd, 1997. That day, I had a friend, and we were only friends, and he knew we were friends. I had talked to him, and I had, or I thought I had gotten to know him, but in fact, I really didn't know who that guy was. He and I were friends, and that night, he called me, and he asked me if I can go out. My parents weren't home, because they went to a prayer meeting like every Friday, and I told him I wanted to stay because I felt sick. I was also mad that day because I had plans to go out that night with a friend, but my parents didn't let me go with another friend, not this friend, but with another friend. And my parents didn't let me go and I got mad, so I wanted to stay. And they let me stay and when they went to the prayer meeting, like I said, my friend called me and he said that why don't you go out? Everybody else is, you know, out. I thought to myself, well, I don't want to be disobedient to my parents. But maybe if I would sneak out, my parents would never know. So that's what I did. That night when my parents got home and they fell asleep, and I got ready, and when I was ready, I called back my friend, and I told him to wait for me at the corner of my street. I would tell them that not to pass by my house because maybe if they pass by, my parents might wake up and stop everything. So when I went back to my room, I put pillows under my blanket and I 
got out of my window. I live in a two-story house, and all the windows in my house have screws in them. My parents trusted me, and the only um, windows that didn't have screws in them was my room. And I took advantage of my parents' trust. And I went out of my window, and like I said, I live in a two-story house. I jumped off of the roof, and I landed on the ground. The Lord had everything planned because I could have broke a leg. And if I would have broken a leg, that would have stopped everything that the Lord had planned for me. I walked down the street, and they're already there. When I was there, or when I got in the car, I saw three guys and one other girl. I thought to myself, I'm not going to do anything. Yes, I would get high, do drugs, drink. But when there's three guys and one other girl, I thought to myself, they can take advantage of me. So I got in the car and we left. When I was talking to this guy on the phone, he had told me that we were just going to go cruising around, you know, riding around the town. And I said, okay, that sounds like fun. And that's why I went. And no moment did I know that they were going to take me to a motel because that's where they took me. When we were there, they dropped me and my friend off at this little laundry house that was from the motel, and they told us to wait there. They said that they were going to go pick up a friend. I said, okay. But I guess they left and rented a room, and then they came back and picked us up and took us to that room. They said, don't worry, put your trust in me, in us, because we're not going to do anything. We're just going to wait for our other friends to come, get here, and then we'll all leave together. And I put trust in my friends. I thought, no, they would never hurt me. But in fact, I really didn't know who my friends were. When we were up there, we were just talking at first. And then I said, well, now that we're waiting, let's go get something to drink. Me and my friend left the room and walked to this little restaurant that was in front of the motel. We went and we bought three Sprites. We walked back to the room and there they were pouring the Sprites in cups. And they didn't bring a bag or something that made me think that they were going to put something in my drink or do something to me. It looked all innocent. So I left the room and I went to the restroom. You know, I went to go fix my hair, do girl things. And then when I came out, my cup was already served. I put some gum in my mouth, strawberry, and then I drank what I thought was my Sprite. When that happened, I don't know what happened after that. But when I could see, I felt my spirit come out of my body. I was already at the hospital. I saw the doctors and nurses all around me. When I was out of my body, I saw my body on the bed. You know how you look at yourself in the mirror? You see yourself. You see a reflection of yourself. But I didn't see a reflection of myself. I saw my body there on the bed. When I turned around, there was two men dressed in red come my way. And they grabbed me one by each arm and they were taking me to a place. When I reached to see where it was, 
I was in heaven. The first thing that I saw was a great big wall. It was a white wall. It stretched out, and I didn't know it didn't have no ending point. Like in the middle of that wall, there was a door. It was a long door, but it was closed. In the Old Testament, Moses speaks of the tabernacle. He describes it in there. And I remembered that about Moses, about the tabernacle. And I saw, and it looked like it. Right beside the door, a little bit beside the door, there was a large chair. And then there was a smaller chair on the right side. And they looked like they were made out of gold. On my right side, there was a large black door. The only reason or the only thing that made me know that it was a door was because of the knob. It was dark around. It was an ugly door. On my left side, there was a paradise. There were trees, a crystal clear water, fall, grass. It was such a peaceful place, but there was nobody there. I looked and I saw the Father in front of me. I couldn't see his face because his glory is so big, so bright. It shined and it made all heaven be lighted up. His glory made everything that was the light. There was no sun, there was no moon, no stars. He was the light. I did see his body and his body was with the sun. They're one inside each other. They were together. You could see the separation of them, but they were one inside the other. They were together. And right beside them, there was two angels. It was the angel Gabriel and the angel Michael. The reason why I knew that was their name was because their names were written on their forehead in gold. When I was in front of the Father, I felt myself dirty. I fell to my knees and I cried. And I was very ashamed of myself, even if I could see their face. I didn't want to because I was ashamed of myself. As I was there in front of the Lord, He showed me a movie of my life from the beginning until now. But He told me the most important part was the things that I did after I was saved. That I told my friends I was a Christian. But in fact, I didn't show my fruits. And he told me I was destined to go to hell. The angel Gabriel came and grabbed me by my arm and was taking me to that door I did not even want to look at. And he took me there. And I tried to stop myself. But I was in spirit. And I went through the door. When I was on the other side of the door, it was dark all around. I couldn't even see myself. Then we started to fall really fast, like a roller coaster. Each time we were falling and falling, it was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. I closed my eyes. I didn't want to see what I was about to see. When we stopped, I opened my eyes and I was standing on a red road. I didn't know where it leaded to. But the first thing that I felt there was thirst. I was really thirsty. I kept on telling the angel, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. But it's like he didn't hear me. And I tried to cry. And when the tears ran down my cheeks, 
they completely evaporated. And then there was a smell of sulfur, so ugly, like burning tire. I didn't know. I tried to cover my nose, but in fact, that made it even worse. Like my five senses, they all got very sensitive because when I tried to cover myself, I could smell the sulfur even more. And when I was there, the little hairs off of my arms, they just disappeared. I felt all the heat. It was very hot. And then I started looking around. I saw people being tormented by demons. There were some that caught my attention. There was a lady there suffering. A demon was torturing her. This demon would cut her head off, and with the, his long spear would stab her everywhere. He didn't care in his in her eyes, in her body, in her feet, in her hands. He didn't care. And then he'd put her head back on her body, and would stab her and stab her. And she would cry with cries of agony. And then I saw another. And this demon was torturing a young man, about the age of 21, 22, or 23. And he had a chain around his neck. He was standing in front of a pit of fire. And this demon would stab him everywhere with this long spear, and his eyes everywhere, and would grab him by his hair. And then, with the chain, he would throw him inside that pit of fire, and would take him back out, and would stab him and stab him. This would go on continually. And every time he'd go inside that pit. I couldn't hear his screams, but when the demon would take him out, he would scream with agony. It hurt. I tried to cover my ears because the sound was so horrible. But even if I tried to cover my ears, I still couldn't hurt it because my hearing was more sensitive. I looked at another demon, and this demon was ugly. The other two were ugly too, but this one was the ugliest. He had characteristics of many different animals, with words I can't even explain it. But he would go around and scare people, and the people would be really scared. And then I saw another demon, but this demon was a beautiful demon. He looked like an angel of God, but he wasn't, because the difference between an angel of God and a demon was that the demon did not have his name written on his forehead with gold. But the angel of God did. After that, I looked back at the angel Gabriel, and he was looking up. He didn't want to see, or I thought he didn't want to see, the others being tortured. But when I saw him, I also thought to myself, "Well, why is he still there? Ain't I supposed to be there waiting for my turn to be tortured?" And I was also thirsty. And I cried out loud to the angel, "I'm thirsty! I'm thirsty!" I think now he heard what I said, because he looked down on me, and he said, "The Lord is going to give you one more chance." Immediately when he told me that, all my thirst, all my agony, all my hurting, it just went away.
I felt peaceful. And then he grabbed me by my hand and we were about to rise. But suddenly, I heard my name being called. Jennifer, help me, help me. I looked down, I wanted to see who it was. But when I did, the flames were blocking the face of who that was. It sounded like a girl's voice. The only thing I could see was her hand stretched out, wanting me to help her. I had such a desire, such a want to help her. And when I did try, I couldn't because my hand went through hers. I wanted to help her so much, but you see, she didn't have any hope. I couldn't help her. And then I looked around and I saw my friends, people that I knew, people that I would go to a store or market and would see them. They looked familiar, but I didn't know who they were. I didn't know their lives. But when I saw friends from my school there, it hurt me. I thought to myself, maybe the bad testimony that I was giving them of saying that I was a Christian but turning back made them not want to know about God and turn away from Him. And maybe it was me that brought them there. That's what I thought. And then I also saw that in hell there is no time. There is no past, present, or future. Everything is the same. They're destined to go there. Like I said in the beginning, I don't want to make any doctrine of this. But that's what I saw there. These people that I saw there are still alive today. And then the angel took me back into the presence of God. When I was standing before him, I was on my knees crying, crying. I still didn't want to look upon his face because I was ashamed of myself. But the Lord, with such sweetness in his voice, he told me, I love you, just like he loves you. But he told it directly to me, and he said he forgave me for everything that I've done when I offended him. He forgave me. And that what, what I saw in hell and in heaven is what I'm describing to you now. What you're listening to is what I saw. And God looked at me and he showed me many things. He showed me the world, the earth. And around the earth, I saw something soft like the ozone layer. It was around the world just like the ozone layer. It looked very soft, and I, have, I had such a desire to touch it. When I touched it, I realized it was the Holy Spirit, because it baptized me, and I spoke in other tongues. You know, and at the same time that that was happening, during that time, I looked up, and many evil spirits came out of me. You know, when I would get high or do drugs, that would mess with my mind and would open doors and let evil spirits come into me. They would torture me. And the way that I would act is not really me. Was evil spirits inside me. And the word of God it says that when your house is clean, because I was saved and my house was clean, but when the evil spirit came back, 
it came back with seven other evil spirits. And I saw that when I was being baptized, I looked up and I saw evil spirits. They had seven and they had other seven and they had other seven. It's almost as if I couldn't even count it. But the Lord, He cleaned me of all those evil spirits. Also, He showed me the future. He showed me the earth and how things were going to happen, events that were going to happen. The vision that He gave me is from now until the rapture. He didn't show me the rapture, but He showed me the things that were going to happen for that is going to show me that each day is going to get closer and closer to that day. And I'm telling you that the rapture is near. And you need to examine yourself, your life, and ask yourself, am I ready to go with the Lord? The Lord showed me this. But He told me not to tell anybody, but to wait and see that the end is near. I don't want to tempt God, that is why I don't want to say it. But I am telling you and warning you that the rapture is near. What I read in Hoel chapter 2 verse 28 is one of the last prophecies. All of them have been fulfilled. This is one of the prophecies, the only one that hasn't been fulfilled. And I tell you now that it's being fulfilled. Many young people will rise up and preach the word of God. The devil wants to make an army of the young people. But the Lord is more powerful. And if you really accept the Lord and want to serve Him, He will give you the strength to overcome the devil so He can preach the word all around the world just like He gave us a commandment to do that. And after this, He told me I had a mission. And this mission is to tell all the young people about my vision. And even if I don't want to do this, it's a commandment that the Lord put to me. And I will complete it. When I went back to my body, I woke up. I was in the hospital. I looked around. I saw needles in my arms, things checking my heart, tubes. And then at that moment, my parents walked in. And I started crying. They looked very mad. But the Lord told me to tell them everything. And that's what I did. I told them everything. And at that moment, the nurse walked in. And she told us that they were very, very worried about me. Because I would leave and then come back. And I would leave and then come back. So I'd be unconscious and then conscious again that happened three times but they said one of those times I didn't want to come back and they were worried for me and they also said that phone would come out of my mouth and that I would blabber words that they don't even know what I was saying that night also my mom was having bad dreams and the little dog that I sleep with went to go scratch my mom's arm and try to wake her up when she woke up she walked to my room and she saw the pillows fixed there and she thought that I was there so she walked back to her room and then she saw police lights outside of the window she walked to the window and looked out 
and she saw that the police was walking to our house. And she woke up my father, and they went to go talk to the police. The police told my father to call the police department to find out because I'm in the hospital, over-intoxicated. At that moment, the Lord spoke to my father and told him not to worry because everything is in my hands. And my father didn't worry. He called the police department, and that's how they found out that I was at the hospital. I spent three days in the hospital. A week later, we talked to the detective. And the detective, she told us this story about that night. She said that night, the other girl that I was with, she was not supposed to go out either. And her father got word for her. And went looking out for her, went looking around, driving around looking for her but couldn't find her. He was worried and went to the police department. And the police department announced the kind of car that she was driving and announced it on all the radio, all the patrol cars. And this officer that was off duty was across the street. There was a car dealer and he was looking at a used car that he wanted to buy. And he just glanced and he saw the car or he thought that was the car. And he called in the police and they went to go investigate. When they, the police got there, the car that was this girl's was parked in another spot, in another room. They didn't know where that person might have been. So we were on the second floor in a corner room and the police wanted to start from that room and walk, walk themselves down to the other rooms to check to see who was the owner of the car outside. They weren't even looking for a girl, they were just looking for the owner of the car outside. When they knocked on the door, they opened the door and they saw me on the floor. They left and the friends or so-called friends that thought they thought that the police left for good. But in fact, they left to go, I guess, to call an ambulance. And so other policemen would go up there with him and went to see what was happening. When they opened the door, at that moment, my friend, the one that I was talking to as a friend, the one I trusted, was at the point of raping me. But the Lord, using the policemen, stopped all that. And they didn't even do anything to me. That's why I thank the Lord, because He had mercy on me. And also, the prayers of my parents. I'm talking to you parents. Don't ever stop praying for your child. If he's not walking with the Lord, keep on praying for him. Never give up. Because my parents never gave up. And look where I am now, preaching the Word of God telling young people to come serve God because they need God. And I want to give a message to all the young people. I want you to think of yourself. Examine yourself. Think, why should I care what anybody says about me? I used to think what other people might say about me, but now I understand that they don't even care about me. 
and they're not going to be there when the Lord is right in front of me. Because I remember when I was in front of the Lord, my friends were there to help me. My family wasn't there to help me. My pastor, the church, was not there to help me. I was there by myself, and I had to defend myself. And in front of him, he can't lie, because he is so holy. And when I was there, I didn't feel like I belonged there, because I was in sin, and in heaven, it's holy. And I tell you today, that if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus, to accept him today, this is the most important decision in your whole life. I'm not coming to you to tell you this testimony to scare you into heaven, but to see the mercy, the love that He has for us. He, the Father, sent His Son to die for us. So each little drop of blood that was shed will forgive all our sins. And I tell you that if you want to accept the Lord, this is the most important decision in your life. Come to the Lord. Don't care what anybody else says about you. If y'all want to serve the Lord, then you do it with all your heart. Don't just say it with your mouth. Say it with your heart and with your mind. Don't worry about the future. Worry about today. You know, you never know when you're going to die. I'm only 15 years old. In my mind, I never thought when that I was going to die at 15 years old. Never. But you know, you need to think about that. Think. My life ain't bought. Your life ain't bought. We're borrowing our life. Our life is God's. And we take advantage of His love by not caring, by going into the world. By doing the things of the world, the world has many things to offer. But remember, God has even more things to offer. The world has hell and death, but God has eternal life. And eternal life is forever. And right now, if you want to accept the Lord, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. Oh, my Lord God, at this moment, I want to accept you as my Savior. I want you to come into my life. Like the sister said about her testimony, that hell is real, that she was there. My Lord God, I don't want to go there. I don't even want to think to go there. My Lord God, I ask you to forgive me for all the sins that I have committed. Forgive me for everything that I've done, every little secret sin, secret sin. My Lord God. I reveal it to you and forgive me for all that. My Lord God, I believe that you died on the cross and you raised from the dead. And I believe that you will come into my heart and reign in my heart and be in my heart. I will read your word and I will be more into the word and I'll go to church, my Lord God, because I know that you're there at church. You said if two or three were gathered in your name, you will be there. And my Lord God, I want to be where you're at. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you prayed this prayer, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. And now you have brothers and sisters all around the world. 
And this is the most important decision that you would ever make. Don't take advantage of it. Don't go back in the world. The world, like I said, leads to death. But God leads to eternal life. And at each moment, you need to live like if it's the last day or the last time of your life. And if this testimony has touched your heart, give it to a friend. Maybe so they can also accept God in their heart. Don't let this time come to pass because this could be your last time. And this was my